Thanks for joining us at our Foothills Church podcast. We exist to help people find and follow Jesus. If you're new here, we'd love to connect with you at foothills.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. called as complicated, all right? And, it's, and yes, we're talking about relationships and looking at different things. In the last two weeks, Pastor Greg has looked at love and faithfulness, and we would all agree that those two things that we need in relationships, right? If you have not seen or heard or taken those messages in, I would encourage you to go back to our website, check those out, because all of these are flowing together, because what we're doing is we're looking at all the different fruits of the Spirit, Now, one thing I think if we would all agree on is that love and faithfulness is something that we need to work on daily. But the one that we're going to talk about today is something that we all need to work on daily. But let me remind you of what the fruits of the Spirit are. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, it says this, but the Holy Spirit produces. Remember the word produces here, because we're going to go back to this today. Produces is very key. He produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. The fruits of the Spirit, don't forget this, they're virtues, they're behaviors, they're characteristics that grow in, in us as believers, and they serve as evidence that the Holy Spirit is working and moving in our lives. I read a story recently. There's this gentleman, he had to go by the grocery store on his way home. All right, to pick up some things for his wife. And all the men in here said, amen, because we've all been there. If you have not been there, count yourself lucky. All right, sometimes they will go do it for us, but sometimes we have to go take care of things and we go in there. Well, as he was in there, he was walking around and it was very interesting because he did not want to be there, but he wandered around aimlessly looking for things. Now, listen, I don't know if you ladies have a built-in GPS when it comes to a grocery store and you just know where everything is. But for us guys, those signs make no difference to us, okay? It says, all oh, on aisle 10. You have, no, you don't. Like, it's the next one over. I don't know. And I'll call my wife, well, here, you need to go here, honey. And it's, I'm like, seriously? Like, why did you take five seconds to tell me where it was? And I've walked around this thing for 15 minutes. Now, maybe not that long, but long enough, right? I don't know how this happens, but he's walking around. He's aimlessly looking for the things that are on the list. He's trying to check it off. He wanted to see, but as he was doing this, he kept passing the same guy over and over and over. I don't know if you have been this way, but there, you know, every now and then when I go to the grocery store, I find that one person and I feel like we're pat. We should just start high-fiving each other as we go by because it's like the next aisle, oh, there you are again. The next aisle, oh, there you are again. Like they just keep showing up or Maybe I'm the one that keeps showing up. But either way, we're trying to find things, and you're, you're passing the same person over and over and over. Well, as he was doing this, the first time they passed, he noticed that there was, he had a three-year-old kid with him begging, all right? And his begging increased every time he saw him because, I mean, if you take your kids to the grocery store, they think that they can get anything and everything that they want. And if they're with their dad, most of the time they can. But in this moment, he was trying to get in and out of the store. But as this innocent, I say innocent bystander, but as this innocent bystander walked by, he kept noticing as the more times they passed, this kid kept getting more tired of being in the grocery store. Well, the dad, every time he would quietly say, AJ, just, just calm down. We'll be done in a minute. We're, we're almost there. So they keep going, and it happens again. Here he goes. He, he, they pass the milk aisle, and, you know, it's not the 2% of the whole milk. It's the chocolate milk that the kid wants. So the kid is like, man, I want the chocolate. And he's like, no, we don't need chocolate. We need the 2%. Well, I want chocolate. No. And, and as the kid is getting more and more anxious, the dad just once again says, you know what? Just, just quiet down. We're almost there. 
The dad and his son finally reach the counter. And as they reach the counter, they're checking out. They notice as, as this is going on, the, the guy who has passed this same guy over and over and over is sitting there. And, he, and it's the same thing. Now it went from chocolate milk to a candy bar. That you know, Why do they put the candy right there at the checkout counter? I will never know. All right, But he's sitting here. He's like, I want it. And the, and the dad, once again, he says, AJ, just calm down. I'm going to pay the sweet lady, and then we're out of here. What well, they get out of there, and the guy, I mean, the guy that's been watching this whole story transfer the entire time, he's sitting, he's watching, he's like, man, can you hurry up? I got, I got to go. I want to I go talk to this guy. So he finally gets to the parking lot. He chases down the dad. He says, I have got to just take a minute and tell you, like, you're awesome. Your patience and your self-control with your kid in the grocery store is like one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. And the guy looks at him, he goes, don't you get it? I'm AJ. Patience is very key. This morning, church, we're going to be talking about patience, and I'm the one that gets to do it. Here we go, all right? We're going to look at all these different relationships. We're going to look at relationships with your spouse. We're going to look at relationships with your kids, your coworkers, your friends. If we could take every relationship and just dump them in a bowl, that's what we're doing this morning, and we're going to stir it with patience because patience is one of those hard disciplines. It's, it's, it's one of those things where we got to understand that patience asks us to live the moment to the fullest, to be completely present in the moment, to taste the here and now, to be where we are. And a lot of times we get impatient because we'll miss something. I don't know about you, but patience is really, really hard. But if you go back and you look at what it said in verse 22, the Holy Spirit produces. So if you got your Bibles, if you got your, your phone's device, it's going to be on the version. Don't forget the version app. You can download that. All the notes are going to be there. You can follow along. But I want us to look at Matthew chapter 7 this morning. I want you to remember a phrase as we, as we go on this entire time. Here's what, here's what I want you to remember. We harvest what we plant. We harvest what we plant. I don't think it's by accident when you look at Galatians and he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit produces. When you're harvesting and planting, you're trying to produce something. So Jesus is trying to put these fruits inside of us. He is planting the seeds of these fruits and it is us to harvest them out. Harvesting love, it's good. Harvesting faith, well, it's good. Harvesting patience, yeah, we're going to look at that. All right, let's, 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 let's talk about that one, right? How many of you have ever prayed for patience? Yeah, had that work out for you, all right? So just, yeah, been there, done that, still working on it. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. This is a hard discipline. Matthew chapter 7, verses 16 through 20. Here's what it says. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way that they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can also identify people by their actions. Holy Spirit produces these fruits, and then in verse 20, we see that just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can notice and identify people by their actions. So this is where we're going to like dig, right? We're going to dig into this today because I think a lot of times our patience gets tested in more ways than none, right? How many of you have kids, okay? How many of you are married? How many of you have, how many of you have a job and you got to go deal with your coworkers? How many, I mean, how many of you got to deal with your kids' friends? Like, they, they test your patience, right? Why are y'all laughing at that one? Like, why? <laughs> Okay, I feel you. All right. I mean, how many of you uh, on your way to work, this, uh, on your way to work, on your way to church this morning, you got behind that person that tested your patience, all right? 
Not me today. I prayed for that last night. Lord, don't do this to me. Don't do it to me. You let me. And I, I didn't have to get behind nobody today. It was awesome. Except for one person, but they were going the right speed, so we were good. Like, it's, it's funny. When you pray for patience, you will get your patience tested. But at the same time, as you're producing this fruit, as you're producing this patience in your life, they are going to know you by your actions. If you say, I'm a very patient person, people are going to watch because you should write a book. Because I don't know if there, there are patient people out there, but even they get their patience tested. So as we look at this, I want to give us a couple of things this morning that we can look at. But I want you to remember that we harvest what we plant. We harvest what we plant. This fruit is the inevitable result of who we are. Eventually, though it may take time for the harvest to come, the good or the bad fruit is evident. Now, you, you, you might not be, listen, if you ever talk to a farmer, they don't till the ground, plant the seed, and harvest the next day. It takes time. It takes effort into getting that. It's just as these fruits in our life, they take time, they take effort. Patience takes time, and it takes effort. So I want to give us three things this morning that if we will, if we will plant patience and we will harvest patience, we will be able to produce these different things. And we're going to dig into these because just I, I don't want you to forget what verse 20 says. I don't want you to forget Matthew 7, 20. I want this to be something that we're reminded every day this week because if you look at it, yes, you can identify a tree by its fruit. I'm not going to go up to a peach tree and pick an apple, right? I'm not going to go to an apple tree and pick a watermelon. They, they don't work. If I go to an apple tree, what am I going to get? I'm going to get an apple. If I go to a peach tree, what am I going to get? I'm going to get a peach. If you say you're patient, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to test that. We're going to see if you really are patient. If you say you love people, we're going to test that. Like, do you? Re- we produce who we are. Who we are. That's why God said, listen, I will produce these fruits into you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, justice, and self-control. All of these are a harvest of God working in and through you in your life. So let's look at these three things this morning. The first one is this. Patience will lead us to an undivided attention. Patience leads us to an undivided attention. If we would just take a minute sometimes and just give attention where attention is needed, right? Look at what it says in Romans chapter 15, verse 5. May God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other. With who? With each other as fitting for followers of Jesus. Our God is a God of patience. He is a God of patience. We are often in such a hurry and and God often seems to be working too slowly for us. Listen, he might be working slow because you're slow catching up, right? We ever thought about that? God, what, where are you at? Why, why? Come on, Jesus. And he's like, dude, like I'm trying to show you right now, but you're just not being patient to see it. If you look at this and you go any, even further, one thing about patience is that it is the, the fruit of the spirit that requires the most time. Patience requires time, especially if you Come to people in your life that like to test your patience. It takes time for you to get over that, right? I, 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 did, some, I did some research. I looked at a couple of things. I was like, you know, what, what, is, um, what are some things where people want to taste our, t- test our patience, right? How, how do people test our patience? Well, here's a couple of things. Um, especially early on in marriage, it's, you know, do you leave the toilet seat up or do you leave it down, all right? <laughs> Y'all laughing already. This is going to be a fun list. You know, we, 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 we have the fights and battles of that. What about backseat drivers? 
How many of you ever had to talk to your kid how to drive? I'm learning that right now, parents. I need you to help a brother out. Like, my son is driving, and now he's like, you know what, Dad, just let Mama take me. I'm like, that's probably not a bad idea. But, no, I mean, the, the backseat drivers teaching somebody how to drive. And it's so funny because now, as a parent, the things that I tested my parents with are now getting tested. On, on, it's just not fair. I don't like it. Anyways, look at, look at this. What, what if somebody, is, they hadn't took out the trash yet, or they hadn't done their chores yet. We're, like I said, we're going to look at spouses, kids, coworkers. We're going to look at all these, but... How many of you just let the trash build up until it's like, okay, yep, I'm leaving that one alone. Um, this is a new one. I thought of, I was like, really? But what about the person that takes the phone charger? I need the charger. I'm on 10%. Well, I'm on five. I got it first. Like, my phone's more important than you. Like, we get in the car and the, my charger, I'm like, where's my charger? And like, the kids have it. I'm like, my phone's more important than your phone. Give me that. Like, no, I mean, they, they take the phone charger. Or if you get... Uh, it's funny, there's some of us here sometimes, we'll walk to each other's office, you got a charger for the phone? Well, yeah, I'm using mine right now. That's them saying, you ain't getting it because I ain't getting it back, right? Like, it's, it's one of those things where taking the phone charger, this, <laughs> this is another one. Um, I, I've, I've experienced this one because, well, not putting the driver's seat back or the mirrors back the way they're supposed to be. If, <laughs> if you married a short person, oh, <laughs> You might not be able to get it back to where it's supposed to be, but God, you better try. Like, like just, just get it back somewhat. I'm, relationship advice 101. All right. Um, you know anybody who chews with their mouth open? That, that testing the patience. What about when you're washing clothes and you go to the dryer, but there's already clothes in the dryer and they're still wet and you got to get wet? Like, man, do your stuff, right? Um, what about someone who hogs the conversation or they like to butt into the conversation. Like, don't you see that I'm talking, right? Oh, you don't see that. Okay, well, you finish your conversation. Off, like, that's, I've been guilty of that. I'm sorry. Um, how about this one? Texting, some, <laughs> texting somebody and they, and they left you on red. All right? Now, if you don't know what that means, on your cell phone, you, can, you iPhone users, that's the right way to go. But if you... I just tested somebody's patience real quick. But at the bottom it says delivered or it says read at such and such time. Don't leave me on read yesterday, right? Like, just, just respond. But you can take that feature off and nobody would ever know when you read it or not. But pick up a phone and call somebody, right? Like that's, this last one is one that I experienced a lot. And some of you may have experienced this, some of you may not. But how about it's like 2, 2.30 in the morning and you're walking through the house and you step on a Lego, you want to meet Jesus real quick? You want to have a stronger prayer life for patience? Just pray, God, let me put this Lego where it goes. Not beside my kid's bed for them to step on, but back on the shelf. Like, no, I mean, th- listen, y'all, there are so many things that we do where people test our patience. But one thing I've realized, maybe if they're testing our patience, they're trying to get our attention. Maybe we're not giving enough attention to the things that matter to them. Maybe we should shift our attention and give them an undivided attention so that we understand. I mean, if you look, Romans 15, 5, it's very clear where it says, May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other. God did not design our relationships to be headbutting all the time. He didn't design our relationships 
to when you walk into the workplace in the morning that you don't want to be around everybody that you're working with. Like God did not design it that way. God did not design for you when you come home and you see your spouse for the first time and all you do is go sit on the couch and you don't talk to them. God did not design for your kids to come to your house and go straight to their bedrooms and not talk to you. If they go to their bedrooms, you go with them. Give them the undivided attention that they're asking for, that they're craving for. Because God designed it for us to live in harmony. In order to build great relationships, you got to want more for that person and not from that person. This one's a hard one, y'all. Like, we, we are a society that wants people to give. What can you do for me? But the question is not what can you do for me. The question is what can I do for you? Now, let, let me give you a thought here. This is a thought that, I, that I've wrestled with for, for a couple of days now. If we do not give these people, our spouse, our children, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our coworkers, our friends, if we do not give them the attention that they need, I promise you this world's going to. I promise you social media's going to. I promise you the television's going to. If, you're, if, if we have a better relationship with our phone than we do with the people that we're around, then we're doing something wrong. If you were to sit here and say, do you give more attention to this or the people in your house? I hope you can answer that question in a very, very wise manner. Because if we're not careful and we're not giving that undivided attention to the things that matter, this world is going to step into our place. Parents, they're going to parent our kids. Spouses, they're going to take the attention of your spouse. Brothers and sisters, they're going to teach you how not to get along and teach you how to hate each other. We live in a messed up world right now. And all we have to do is get the undivided attention back to Jesus because Jesus has his undivided attention on us. So I want us to, I want us to sit here and get this thought process. What does it look like to give the undivided attention? Well, I think we have to, to, judge, to judge our priorities in some way. See, if God is always number one, then everything that's supposed to fall into place is going to fall into place. But if we take everything that's under the Father and put it above the Father, then we just lost the attention. We don't know how to give attention when we've lost the attention. Jesus gives us his attention. I, 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 you can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way that they act. A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. Listen, how we plant, what we plant is what we harvest. Patience is key. I know some of y'all probably lost patience with people this morning, and you're walking here like, really? This is what we're talking about today? Yeah, I felt the same way, all right? How about you prepare a message on patience and see how, how bad your patience gets tested over the last, okay? Like, come on now. I mean, think about it. We, we, we have taken our attention off. But let me, let me be honest with you. You're not going to be able to give an undivided attention to someone until you are able to give an undivided attention to Jesus. When I give my undivided attention to Jesus, Jesus shows me how to give my undivided attention to somebody else. I give my spouse undivided attention, man, our conversation is on another level. Our time together is on another level. We miss each other when we, when we don't have that. My kids, this has been a hard thing to figure out for me. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. 
This has been a very hard thing to figure out for me because I got three different dynamics in my house right now. I've got elementary, middle, and high school. Yeah, thank you. All right. Go to the car line with me in the afternoons. I start at 2.30. I'm done about 4.10. Please, Lord Jesus, help me out. Right? It's a different dynamic. It's a different dynamic because the, the things that my high schooler is dealing with in high school is not the same as my middle school. The things that my middle school is dealing with is not the same as high school and, and, and elementary. My, my ele- elementary is still free. We're, we're good. We're going. We're rocking and rolling. Like, it's, it's a breeze. Thank you, Jesus. Like, can we just stay in the elementary school range? But, like, it, it's, it, it's a different dynamic. So, therefore, I've got I've to put attention so I understand how to parent. And if you don't know this, parenting is hard right now. It is hard. But when I have my attention where it's supposed to be, that Lego don't matter when I step on it. That trash can don't matter when it hasn't been done. Because see, when I get my, and I do this sometimes, I don't do this all the time, my son's in here so I gotta be careful. I do this sometimes, I'll take out the trash for him. That's the one thing he's got to do. I'll take it out for him. You don't know why? Because I'm giving my attention because maybe there was something else going on. It's not that they didn't remember to take out the trash. Maybe just life is different right now. Going to work on a day-in-a-day-out basis, listen, we don't know what our coworkers are going through because we haven't given them the attention to help them out. One kind word can change their day. One prayer can change their day. Your spouse Man, we don't talk anymore. Well, you give the attention. Start the conversation. What's the conversation look like? I don't know. How was your day? And if they say it was horrible, then be there. Give them the attention. I promise you, your phone, your television, whatever you're doing at home is not more important than your spouse and your kids. The only thing that's more important than your spouse and your kids is your time with Jesus. Because your time with Jesus will show you how to be the spouse and the parent and the friend, and the co-worker, and the brother, and the sister, and everything. The grandma, the grandpa. Listen, I know there's some of y'all in here too. Like, it's, it's undivided attention. Patience will teach us and lead us to an undivided attention. The second one is this. Patience leads us to acceptance. This is, this is where belonging isn't predicted by a behavior. We accept, just like Jesus did. Verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. I love it. Love is what? Patient. Love is patient. So if we're producing patience, then we're also producing love, right? Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Difficult times does not excuse us when we abandon hope or patience. Trials do not excuse us for a lack of love in the body of Christ. Think about this. Have you ever uh, messed around with a pot of boiling, wa- boiling water before? You know, when you take a bowl of water and you stick it on the stove, you've got to get a certain degree for it to begin boiling. But what factors determine the speed of which it boils? Like, what, what are the factors? Is it, is it the size of the stove? No. Is it the size of the pot? No. Is it the utensils that that may have influence? Maybe. But the primary factor in in the speed of the boiling is the intensity of the flame. Like if I put, if if I want my water to be boiling and I put it on one, 
it's going to take a hot minute to get there, right? But if I take it and I put it on high, all of a sudden I got bubble, bubbling water everywhere, right? I mean, it's, it's the intensity of the flame that is making the water become heated in the water to begin to boil. Water boils quickly when the flame is high. Water also boils slowly when the flame is low. Patience is what keeps the burner down. Think about some arguments that you've had before. Did you turn the flame up? Did you become impatient where the flame began to rise and all of a sudden your neck is red and the veins are popping out and you're like, get over it. No, I'm just like, I mean, think about it, right? Or did you allow patience to, to come into your heart and take root and keep that burner down? You can identify people by their actions. As I was looking at this, I, I realized a couple of things. And one thing I realized, and you, you've probably heard this before, maybe, maybe not. But hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. Forgiving people forgive people. But love people love people. Patience is the key to all that. If someone in your life is hurting you and you know that they're hurt, then what should you do? At least to accept it. Sometimes we got to take a moment to stop and remember. Love endures for a long time. And it's this patience. Sometimes we have to, to take a moment and, and remember that God has been patient with me, so the patience that he's given me, maybe I should give to somebody else. How many of you ever tested God's patience before? Come on now. Yeah. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt, not going to wear it, right? I mean, we, we've all tested God's patience before. Think about your life before Jesus. All the ups, downs, curves, winding right here, there, like we, we, we are good at testing his patience, but yet at the same time, he does not let us go. You want to see an incredible gift, uh, a picture of patience in Jesus? There's nothing you can do today to make God love you more. There's nothing you can do to make God love you less today. It's not something that he does. It's who he is. Now, here's what's crazy. God knows every single thing about me. God knows every single thing about you. And yet he withholds nothing from us. He doesn't withhold his love. He doesn't withhold his grace. He doesn't withhold his mercy. And he showed on it withhold his patience. Because I promise you this, there's been things in my life that I've done to the Father that he should have given up and took his patience away. But you know what he did? He gave me more. And if God gave me more patience, then maybe I should give more patience to my spouse. Maybe I should give more patience to my kids. Maybe I should give more patience to my parents. Maybe I should give more patience to my family. Maybe I should give more patience to my coworkers. Maybe I should give more patience to that person who's sitting at the red light and has been green for like 45 seconds and they have not moved yet. Maybe I should give them more patience. Maybe I should give more patience in Walmart when there's not enough cashiers at the register instead of complaining. How about be patient about it? Oh, yeah, that hurt me too. Patience leads us to an acceptance with no strings attached. I want you to think about it this way. If it's just like developing any other skill, right? Developing patience is going to require a commitment. It's going to require a discipline to, to respond to situations differently. And if we're able to do that, then we'll feel a lot better about ourselves. And others, get this, others will enjoy being around us a little bit more. 
I don't know why nobody wants to be around me. Have you looked in the mirror? Like, I don't know why nobody wants to ride with me when we go to lunch. I do. Like, I don't know why nobody wants to come sit on the couch. I do. Like, we are a generation that wear our feelings on our sleeves, and I'm really good at that. Um, but when you start to, to really understand what patience is, patience, when it leads to an acceptance, it also leads to humility and surrender. I accept what Jesus has done for me. And I want to humble myself to that. I want to surrender myself to that so I can be what Jesus called us to be. And it's hard. Patience is hard. But it leads us also, this last one, patience leads us to appreciation. Appreciation. Romans 12, 12, said this a second ago. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Keep on praying. Appreciation, man, listen, when you wake up in the morning, we should, be appreciate, we should appreciate the Father and how he was patient with us the day before. And ask for that same patience today and tomorrow. Just like it says in the Word, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? So it's his patience. His patience changes because he shows us his love and his grace and his mercy a little bit more, but he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. I, I love that about him because it, I, I want to appreciate that. I want to appreciate the fact that, you know, God, you're, you're, you're just that good. So as I was looking at this, patience is, is, is produced by God's work in us, right? So here's a quick question. How can we pray for our relationships with our spouse and, and with our children and with our coworkers and with our friends? And, and this is very simple. If we, if we would do this, it would change. And, and I'm not saying start your day like this. I'm not saying end your day like this. I'm saying pray like this all day, right? So one thing that we can do is we can pray, but by praying, keep it short. You keep it short, you keep it consistent, and if you miss a day, don't miss two. If you miss a day, don't miss two. We should be praying for those people that God has gave us responsibility for. And then now that, that's a wait. Listen, parents, God chose you to be the parents of your children. Spouses, God brought you together. Co-workers, be thankful that you got somebody on the front lines with you that love Jesus as much as you do because there's some places that you work where Jesus isn't allowed. Those of us who still have parents, listen, we need to love that, appreciate that. Brothers, sisters, listen, I'm an only child. That probably explains a lot, but I'm a... <laughs> Y'all be patient with me, okay? No, like, so I don't understand the bond that a brother and sister have, but I love watching it in my kids. I pray God give my kids more than just one. I get to watch and enjoy that, so appreciate that. Appreciate the people that God has put in your life to speak life over you. Listen, I know I, I may not always get it right, but I'm not always going to get it wrong. I'm not always going to get it wrong, and I'm not always going to get it right. But be thankful and appreciate that God got it right. So you, you want to pray for these people that God's put in your life? Keep it short, keep it consistent. But at the same time, if you miss a day, don't miss two. Because they need our prayers. Because as we are being patient with them, y'all ready for this? As we have been patient with them, guess what? They're being patient with us back. They're being patient with us back. Um, growing up, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, 
growing up, there's this thing called a Polaroid camera. Anybody ever have a Polaroid camera? They're cool again, but back then, it's all we had, okay? Like, y'all like, oh, Polaroid camera, I want from Christmas. I'm like, dude, that's all we had. Like, come on. But, like, you, you remember when you would take the picture with the Polaroid camera, you had to take it, and you took the, you took the film out, it, you know, spit it out, and then you took it, and you had to do what? You had to shake it. And as you shook it, what did you begin to see? The picture. Don't you think that's what Jesus is doing with you when it comes to patience? I have produced this in you. I want to develop it in you so you can harvest it out. So let me shake you a little bit so you can see the big picture that I'm trying to show you. It is not as simple, it's not as simple as we think it is, but it's also not as hard as we think it is. Listen, I'm going to be, can I be real with y'all for a minute? Can we just have a real raw moment? 2021 was a year where God and I had a lot of conversations. Like, and, and what was crazy is like, man, things were great. I mean, marriage is great. My kids are great. Like, everything was like, it was really cool. If you looked on the outside, I was like, man, things are going. But on the inside, man, me and, me and Jesus, we were having these conversations. And honestly, it was getting kind of annoying, to be completely truthful with you. Because all I felt like I was getting back was, be patient with me, son. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you something. I'm showing you something. And I'm like, no, God, I did not pray for patience. That's not what I did. I'm, God, we're having real and honest and raw conversations. And I'm like, God, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Because I feel like God is he's, he's just saying, man, I want to do more in you. I want to do more in you. And I want to do more in you. And when, if you tell me something, I run with it. Like I latch on and I hold on to it, right? If y'all were to tell me that Sacramento's going to win the national championship next year, I'm holding on to it and I'm going to ride with it. And when we don't, I'm going to be like, oh, I can let go now? Like, because reality set in, right? If, if you told me like tomorrow it's, it's going to be sunny and you can get on a plane and, and, and fly to the beach and be there all day, like I'm holding on to it. And when I wake up in the morning and there's no, there's no airplane and there's no beach, I'm going to let go. Like, if you tell me, so God's telling me, like, son, I got more for you. I, I'm teaching you more. Like, but my picture of more was not his picture of more. It's like Jesus was saying, I've heard your prayers, so trust my timing. See, you, these, these three things, patience leads us to an undivided attention, leads us to an acceptance, and it leads us to an appreciation. This has to start with Jesus first in order to be patient. Because 2022, it's been a totally different start. It's been phenomenal. Because I understood what God was trying to tell me. See, a lot of times, if, if there was like a canvas right here and I was painting a picture of what I felt like God was trying to tell me, it would be like him walking in on the scene saying, son, I didn't ask you to paint the picture. I asked you to watch the picture be painted. Jesus is not asking you to paint the picture. He's asking you to watch the picture be painted. Because what patience teaches is that God is preparing us for something that he's already went ahead and prepared for us. I don't know what it all looks like. And I, I'll be honest with you, I have finally realized that I don't have to. I'm just that Polaroid picture 
that's being shook right now. And as he teaches, the picture begins to be developed. But we have to be patient. We have to provide an undivided attention to him that will lead us to an acceptance of, okay, God, that might not be the picture that I thought that was supposed to be painted, but I'm going to watch you paint this picture. Because I realize I might be a pretty decent artist, but ain't, can't nobody paint a picture like my God can. So I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'll, I'll wash my hands. I'll step back and I'll be like, oh, that's what you wanted. That's what you wanted for my marriage. That's what you wanted for my kids. That's what you wanted for my coworkers. That's what you wanted for the church. That's what you wanted for my friends. That, that's what you wanted? That's what you meant by more? That, that right there? Okay, Jesus. Because I would hang his picture as a reminder, and I would take what I was trying to do. But here's what's crazy. As much as I want to take the picture that I try to do, he wants that because that's the canvas that he wants to paint on. He wants to show us, this is what you thought, but this is what I know. Because he's already went ahead to prepare for what he's preparing us for. So I want you to think about this. Patience is preparation. And, 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 and the lessons that God has begun to show with this, you can't pass it up. So here's, here's what patience will bring in relationships. I'm going to kind of close up with this. Patience in our relationships will bring this. It will bring a desire in our hearts to humble, to be humble and serve people. To say no to entitlement and yes to gratitude. It will open our hearts to Jesus' influence to shape all the fruits in our lives. It will help us to say no to bitterness and resentment and to say yes to forgiveness and grace. Church, we harvest what we plant. And right now, the world that we're living in, we need to plant a little bit more patience so people can see a little bit more Jesus.